0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot on Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, video games, action figures, comic books, I don't know what else to say, and more. TV shows, cartoons, video games, toys. We got Lauren St. Victor, we got Jack Walker, Peterson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? What's going on?
1: Can, can we start by addressing the elephant in the room? Everybody. With maybe the exception of Chris, because I can't see so well.
0: Oh, Chris, no. too.
1: Yo, everybody That's is good. killing their t-shirt game today. <laughs> That's it. Oh, yes. my God.
0: Jack, what do you got on, though? Uh, oh, maybe the
1: best shirt out of the entire group. A... A... Okay. Hey. One piece, right? Yeah. One piece.
0: Oh, I was like, I have no idea what that
1: yeah, is. Yeah, well, we about <laughs> to be two brothers in a shot of milk <laughs> <note> with that. <laughs> Lawrence is rocking maybe the tightest Spider-Man shirt I've ever seen anyone wear.
0: athletic performance shirt. I went on a bike ride. I like to look like a superhero when I'm working out. Hey, man, you call it whatever you
2: want to call it. That's not a shirt. That's that's the top half of the uniform.
0: (laughs) You're right.
1: You're right on that. Rich is killing this incredible Skeletor riding a black
0: cat t-shirt. Yeah, but not Panthor. A black cat.
1: It's a black cat. Literally a black cat. (laughs)
2: That much
0: more awesome.
1: And Chris has a Brogu. adorable baby Yoda shirt.
0: Ah, grogu for life, Aww. man! Well done, guys. You guys came to play today.
1: My pickup this week was the last episode of the Superman seventy-eight number six.
3: Nice.
1: Um, I haven't read it yet, but I picked it up. What I am reading this week is Volume Two. Of the Department of Truth. Anyone who's not hit to the Department of Truth yet, this a comic book came out this last year. I highly recommend checking it out. It's pretty phenomenal, and I I, I would put money, good money, on this becoming a series relatively soon. It's that good.
3: So uh, I've been watching uh, Euphoria, which has been
0: which is not in our genre. But yeah, no, it's
3: not, it's but, definitely but, not. It's like no, but, the left you know, of it. <laughs> You got to watch something with the wife every once in a while, right?
0: A lot of dongs in that one. Lots <laughs> lot of, dongs. of dongs.
3: A lot it's, of dongs.
0: This show gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> like Isn't watching it about, kids. like, high school kids? Yes, man. There's so many
3: penises Wait. for high school. It's not, yeah, it's but not, it's, it's not about it's high school. It's adults mindset. to
0: play kids. It's about serious drug use and, like, toxic behavior. It's yep. intense. Euphoria is intense.
2: Yeah. Like, teenage oh, don't
0: watch that show.
2: What <laughs> was that on? Uh, what was that movie that came out like when we were like teens? Kids? Um, kids? Yeah, kids. This makes like, kids uh, look like nothing.
3: Really?
0: I'll
1: tell you
2: what, I'll tell yes.
0: you what movie
1: just came out was great. These,
0: these kids are in, in, in like, they're your suburban kid. Like, you wouldn't think that these kids would have these issues. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, they're reflective of like what kids might be going through today. It's, it's, maybe, it's anxiety inducing.
3: I don't know, man. It is, it is, that's a good, that's a good, good, good summary. anxiety. Do. But in
0: a good way, you're sitting there watching it like, uh, don't die, don't get killed, don't get killed, don't get, don't get anything really. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice, is that all you did this week, Chris, is watching
3: TV. Um, yeah, and I've just been organizing, getting my office set up, and getting my, getting all my toys together and stuff like that.
2: And I have been doing nothing but watching TV. Now, um, I've been keeping up with my usual shows, my weekly shows. Um. Again, if you are not watching the latest of uh, Demon Slayer, you're bugging. Attack on Titan, you're bugging. What else? Boruto? It's also a banger. I don't care what you say. You're bugging. I also started, I'm in like two episodes in on All of Us Are Dead, which is a Korean uh, zombie um, series on Netflix.
0: How is that? He's watching (sighs) it. I'm
2: using it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's like a high school thing and it's, it's just weird i mean it's a different culture and whatnot but it's just the setup is kind of weird like it's, a, it's i guess they're leaning towards the whole parasite taking over the body thing mm-hmm. but like the first zombie that was was seen on screen it was like he was human but then turning into a zombie then turned into a human it was like he was i don't know if he was fighting it but then they didn't even show like where he got it from but anyway yeah so it, it's it's kind of weird i'm just going through. i'm just enjoying the drama i guess in a different culture. There you go. But um, what else have I been doing? Oh, I've ordered some crap. Well, not crap, stuff. This is not gonna be my collector's corner. So I ordered two of these bases for my Yo, gundam, and I
3: there you go
2: unicorn from the unicorn gundam. Yeah, look at that. And these bases I'm still trying to figure out how to like really pose them up on there, but I got another one for the other nice. one I got up on the shelf.
3: Nice. Rich, your collection is growing, brother.
2: His collection yes. is crazy. It's too much. I don't know where I'm putting it. And most of it's still in boxes, but yeah, it, it's growing.
0: Dude, dude, uh, me, uh, I started rewatching daredevil, like mm-hmm. binging it. It is so good. I, like you forget. It's like Ozark. Good. Like if they put like a superhero and grab Ozark's tone, you get daredevil. And I don't know how Disney plus is going to introduce Charlie into the world. Because as we saw with, uh, D'Onofrio is, is Kingpin. It's not just the actors, it's the writers, like the showrunner. the creation of Daredevil specifically has a tone and tone. it's not just the actors that are doing it and watching it. I'm like, this is like next level storytelling when it comes to being a superhero. And it's just crazy to me that through business, it only had three seasons. Like this is like the benchmark, but, um, nah, I mean, it was just so good. And it's just a shame that it got cut short and I don't, know what Disney's gonna do. I don't know how they're gonna create that type of gritty tone, but it was much appreciated watching it. Um, I started reading my static shock. Chris, I, listen, you gotta jump on this because you you're a DC animated Justice League head and yep. you have to be a static shock head. So you need to start reading that, it's really good. Chris, I got a question for you. What's that Lawrence? Did you ever hear about the joke about the, the, the superhero wind band? Wait, wait, the joke about the superhero what? I don't know what it was, but apparently everyone was blown away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you
2: guys set that up?
0: <laughs> That's just that just that, the same. The, the chemistry, this is our cousin stuff, man.
2: Oh man, are you a little jealous, Rich? I'm not jealous. I'm are you
0: saying. a little jealous? like yeah. you Rich. Just, I'm
2: not <laughs> jealous at all. It's like,
0: why is there so much chemistry? Why was it so that, smooth?
3: Why that was that, that handoff? Why that don't look past his work? <laughs> that,
2: could, that could have been saved for something way better, but okay. You said, or bad. did you say we wasted our potential? <laughs> you did, <said>, yeah. <laughs> that's, what,
0: that's what it was. That's what it was. But let's redeem this whole show with my favorite segment. We're going to go down the street, make a right at the ladder, left at the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's yes, show show We're at the collector's corner. We take something out of our toy chest, something off of our bookshelf, something out of our video game case. We showcase it to the world to can be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental.
1: So, since I'm rocking my One Piece shirt today, as you guys know, I am a fan of One Piece, and uh, Netflix has cast it. So this thing is soon to be reality in the next couple of years. I'm showing off one of my many figures. This oh. is Ooh, this is, is dope. this is Zoro. So Zoro fights with. Three swords, that's his style. Typically one of the three he keeps in his mouth. And he is a badass. And if you know anything about Zorro, he wears his scars in the front of his body because he ain't no... (laughs) No scars on his back. That's his thing. Um, And he's in his bandana. Uh, He's kind of flying through the air. He's got two two swords in his hand one still on his belt he's fully customizable so you can kind of change up his look a little bit he's got his bandana and anyone who knows the series
0: knows that
1: when zaro really means business he put
0: his bandana on (laughs) rich you seem very pleased right now
2: i'm I'm very pleased yeah i'm liking it (laughs) i'm liking it what you got Uh, okay well i guess we'll keep it on the anime kick I pre-ordered these bad boys and got a nice surprise because I completely forgot about them. And there's a Endeavor from My Hero Academia. Nice. Yes. Damn, look and at that. So you got the flame on the shoulder pads. Uh on his feet also. You can't see I still got it in the box. But uh my man's looking dope. Got That's that flame huge. beard. That's seven and inches. Then, oh, yeah, the seven incher. Less seven incher. That's what she wants. Yeah, um Mario. <laughs> <and, and, laughs> <and, laughs> Uh, Togata, uh What was his name again? Oh, I forgot it. Oh, people are going to flame me for this one. But anyway, my man with his charismatic smile he comes with two hand pieces uh, one, uh, both in balled up and fist and the other hands are kind of like in the claw like going to grab something. But uh, my man is chilling. Does he come with a headpiece? He should look like he has one in the back. Where's the head at? Oh, now i can to open it up so I can find the rest of it. But anyway.
0: Farland skims on like Extra extra stuff. They want you to buy a whole nother figure just to get one with no mask. Yeah, yeah. But but the back one right there, he it doesn't have a mask. It's cool. McFarlane will do that too. They'll put a picture on the back of the box that's not <laughs> oh, <laughs> <they laughs> doing that. They be doing that.
3: So I'm going with uh my 1966
1: McFarlane Batcave. What okay. where did that even come from?
3: Yep, <laughs> check it out. So it's super dope. You put it together it's kind of like a diorama, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So now that everything's gonna get set up, it's gonna get it's gonna get, a, it's, gonna get a, its own dedicated shelf on the on the. You, you know, got the
2: whole
0: kids playset. Yep. So, you too. so you're gonna put your Mattel back. You're gonna put your Mattel stuff. You mean
3: this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, Lawrence and I have had this conversation before, where the Mattel uh, 66 Batmobile. It's actually a lot better than the McFarlane Batmobile because Way the superior. guys fit inside so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. It also has more details. It's just yeah. it's a better better made car.
3: Huh? So so I'm excited. So I'm hyped. So hopefully I'll, I'll put some pictures up after I open it up and set it up. But uh, I'm pretty hyped. So it has the computer. It has. Uh,
0: Damn it, Chris! I wasn't gonna buy it. <laughs> I wasn't gonna buy it, man. Now you have to. Ah, uh, sick. Well, we kind this I like. It. We went from anime to anime McFarlane. McFarlane, well, I'm gonna keep the McFarlane train going. I pre ordered a lot of these figures, and they finally started trickling in. First up, completing what I wanted from the three Jokers uh, toy series. I got my Batgirl. Oh, nice! It comes with a grappling gun and a yellow battering. That's somewhere else, but I just love the detail. It's like the classic costume with the Yellow bat symbol, and you know, the 12 22 points of articulation that recorded 22 getting. points, <laughs> 22 points. But it's just a sick, and the head sculpt's sick. That sculpt so, is fire. It's, I mean, it's dope. He kills he kills the, the head sculpts for sure. Next up, this joint is what I wanted so bad. My red hood Ooh, from the three nice. jokers. Just, oh, he's got a
1: crowbar too.
0: Well, because they they took they have that mandate where they can't. Oh, have I know, guns I anymore. know. Pisses me off because he should have his gun. Everybody <laughs> comes with a crowbar now. They really do, but it's kind of poetic that he that he has a crowbar. Like he goes around beating people with a thing that he was almost beaten to death. So he was beaten to death. Well, I thought he was blown up and died. Did he um, die? Yeah, that's true. Get, that's true. You know, but um, it's sick. The head sculpt is sick. I love that I kind of like that pearl red. Yeah. How many got there? And yeah. The tunic he wears is almost like a robin tunic. And the you know the jacket's soft good, so it's pliable. On top, of you can't have all of this and not have one of the dopest McFarlane Batmans. That is fire. This joint yeah. is sick. The head scope is sick. I mean, the detail on the mask, they would go out their way to make it look like leather, which is nice. fire. Um, They have, like, Chris, you love this bat symbol with the yellow, the old. I do. I do like that bat symbol. And they kind of gave you the Michael Keaton belt, and the mock <laughs> boots here. So it's a nice just combination of some really dope items. I
2: think but I that actually.
0: The main event goes to this guy. Oh, I was so happy to cop this. My Robert Ooh. Nick Ooh. Farland, the Batman figure. And okay. this is sick. The detail is crazy. I mean, they've done a really good job in the trailers and stuff to keep things, like, you know, mysterious. So this is almost like... The best look at the costume we've seen so far. Yeah, and it's crazy. The details, oh. great. The pouches on the belt. You know, I love a pouchy belt. So pouchy, yeah. and they're different lengths and stuff. He has these kind of like arrow things on his gauntlet. We'll find out what that's about. He comes with a grappling hook that goes into ding, ding. his hand. And it's the it like- looks almost Gotham by Gaslight. Well, that's going to say what's yeah. amazing about this movie is its design is nothing like the comics, but the feel. Is exactly like the comics. Yeah. It gives you that gothic kind of noir feel, although the the, the design is completely unique. But now it's time to stop like laughing and stuff and being friends. It's time to argue about some stupid stuff. Let's have a debate. Let's Let's get ready. Oh.
2: So, guys, oh, there. Oh, oh, keep it going.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, It dawned on me. I was thinking about, like, DiCaprio. He's one of my favorite actors. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm like, yo, he's one of the only or rare, like, A-list male movie stars who's, like, never been in an action-led film or a superhero or in a comic book movie, really. And I was like, that's interesting. Because, like, all of them have. Tom Cruise, Bradley Cooper. Even Brad Pitt was in Deadpool for two seconds. He was. He was (laughs) there. He was there. Like, you know? But, like, not DiCaprio. So I was thinking to myself, If we had the power, what comic book movie would we put him in? Mm. Who would he play and why? Ooh, 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 let me take this. So
3: I put some thought into this because he's such a complex actor that I wouldn't want to see him in a mainstream comic. So I want to see him in a property that they could kind of take liberty with. Okay, I'll use this example. Remember when we talked about Constantine and we Mm -hmm. said that we we didn't feel like any kind of way about Constantine because Constantine was kind of a character that was on the outskirts. Right. So I want to see a character like that. So the co- the character I'd pick would be the the, the Spectre from DC, which is a uh, was a nineteen forties character. He came back. He is he's you know, he's kind of a ghost. He has powers, and depending on which take you take, he can be extremely complex in the kind of the, the the backstory development. And I think that'd be a good fit because then you're not weighed down by you know by this story, you know, like, oh, you know, they have to do this storyline, mm-hmm. they have to do things this certain way. And he could kind of develop and
0: expand on the character. So that's where pretty I'm at. good pretty pick cool. there, that's good. actually. Got right. nothing to say against that. Jack, yeah. what you got?
1: Well, you know, this is a tough one for me. And uh, I'm not sure there was a really good uh, an answer for me. And then I started thinking, you know, DiCaprio has, over the years, shown a real interest in doing a kind of biopic pick about um, Stan Lee, mm-hmm. where he's wanted to play Stan Lee in a film. And I was thinking, you know, that's his strength. Maybe, maybe putting him as some sort of superhero or supervillain isn't the answer. And then it dawned on me, the perfect role for DiCaprio. And it would just highlight one more reason why Zack Snyder had made such a horrific uh, choice in the movie. Fail. I would cast DiCaprio in a film called Olsen or something, and let him play an older Jimmy Olsen, a real person that's lived through this stuff, that is Superman's friend, he's on the beat, and let's follow Olsen with a dope-ass actor that knows how to create life in a performance. I would
0: would see that movie. Okay, okay. That's like making a movie about Tito Jackson. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> it's not Michael. It's not
1: Chad. But you would still, but you would still get to have Superman. But they'd all be the supporting thing following his story. So what know? do we do? We wake up, watch him go eat breakfast. Maybe he,
3: he, he does some writing in the morning. Here's he's what I'm saying. Walk.
1: <laughs> I don't know that. Listen, DiCaprio, given the opportunity, gonna play whatever role he's given, same as any actor, given the opportunity, right? Could he play an Iron Man equivalent? Sure, of course. But is that what he's most catered to? He seems to be most catered towards real people, right? So let's give him a real person.
0: You got no debate for me. I, because I think I don't know if we're going to go see Jimmy. <laughs> you I would mean, see it. No, no <laughs> We're not. You know that movie? You know Superman? Yeah, not him. You know Lois Lane? Yeah, not her. You know Lex Luthor? Yeah, not him. Perry White? Okay, cool. Runs a newspaper, in Metropolis. Not him. You know the boy photographer? He grows up to be a man photographer one day. <laughs> He's divorced. <laughs> he has high cholesterol. <laughs>
2: he has an ulcer.
0: <laughs> 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 He's just trying to make it in this crazy world. Any Superman's best friend. It's not even a Superman movie. He's just watching this, like, disgruntled photographer.
3: Oh. A middle-aged dude trying to do his best. So great. So great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Olsen. Sorry>, <laughs> <Olsen.
2: laughs> like, Starring
1: Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
3: man,
1: Hopeless. He plays like weekend basketball gets hurt. <laughs> he's just like
2: He's
3: like
1: the... he's on his ring, his phone, his phone. It's called hammy.
0: <laughs> it would be honestly, Jack, if they made that movie with Cabrio, it'll be so pretentious. It'd be like uh-huh. I can see like Ridley Scott, you know, the cat bring you a story <laughs> yeah. you've never seen before. Oscar,
1: it's a, He <laughs> won the Oscar for it, man.
2: We'd be like, what is there? He <laughs> never asked My pal, Jimmy. Oh, man. oh, that's good. Uh, Rich, can you top this? Uh, no, I definitely cannot top Olsen <laughs> at all, but I was thinking about it and I honestly was like, I really can't see him in this universe as a hero. So I said Green Goblin. A Norman Osborn. Mm. Yeah. I believe he has the gravitas to pull that oil, being a, um, being a yeah, CEO yeah, a- of a large corporation. Yeah. And, you know, turning bad and being, I could see him being that that kind of like sadistical. Uh, Would he
1: be villain. Tom Holland's
2: version? He could, if he I wanted mean, You want to think of Tom Holland? Just a
1: standalone film called Goblin.
2: Are you don't want to talk? You do a standalone (laughs) film called Jimmy Olsen. (laughs) You want to see? You want to see a middle-aged man going through life? You want to watch a film of a middle-aged man going through life? Just come on, in a super world.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to gain context for what I think
2: this Goblin film is.
0: Yeah, he can be Tom Holland's Green Goblin.
2: Yeah. Be Tom Holland's Green Goblin, or maybe, maybe he could be uh, you know, I mean, the multiverse is open, he could be anybody's Green Goblin. Just That's true. It's true. True story. If we jump into a
0: Miles Morales world, he can be the Green Goblin in that world. And in oh. that world, that Green Goblin yeah. killed that world Spider Man, if they go by the comics. Ooh.
1: So this one succeeds.
0: Well, with that, with Peter Parker, not with Miles. I like that, Rich. I'm with you. DiCaprio, I would cast as a villain, and before you guys call a flag on the play, wow. I honestly think he would kill this. I would cast DiCaprio as the Joker. Huh. We see his charisma and his evil nature in Django. Charismatic, but frightening. And then if you've ever seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, you see the dude's character work. The dude can transform without transforming. And I think he would give us an amazing Joker. Not saying it'd be better than Heath, or I, I think it would be as good in his own lane. He'd be, in a, he'd, be, he'd be a great Joker. You know, the issue with all these,
1: the Joker comparisons are, it it really, you know, it's exactly what you're talking about, the Daredevil content. It comes down to the tone and how it's being depicted. It comes down to the script, comes down to the director. Because all these actors are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Ledger Jared Leto is a phenomenal actor. Yes, I, but I, I would make the argument that he got dealt the worst script version of the Joker, and we I had think to suffer through
0: it. DiCaprio, where he is in Hollywood, he wouldn't do it unless it was on some. Because I think he was even in talks in the beginning when uh, Scorsese was thinking about like playing with the Joker a little bit in the yeah. development or whatever. But if DiCaprio yeah. does it, it's going to be like the Batman or what you know Todd Phillips did with the Joker. He won't, he's not going to jump into the suicide squad to be a secondary character. Even right. if the script was good.
1: But we don't want another. See, after walking Phoenix, standalone Joker film, I don't think we're looking for Leo to have a standalone, but if you could introduce him in Pattinson's
0: world, dude, very really dope. He would kill it. Yeah. Kill it.
1: But is he at the point in his career where he would even want to take that on?
0: I don't know if he want to play Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> he would if he won an Academy Award. <laughs> right. Hey man. Uh, Jokers get Oscars. 50-50. Um, <laughs> 50-50. Now he'd kill it. Would he do it? He wouldn't no, because he doesn't do these things apparently. Uh wonderful debate, I think. <laughs> um, we got a jam, but they may I tell you that. Though. I'll tell you what. But let's get into some news. It's time for the news. Yo, so let me tell you what happens when you have a big franchise and you have failed Vin Diesel to lock in your Samoan charismatic beefcake megastar. You know what you do? You get a Hawaiian beefcake charismatic megastar. Jason Momoa is joining the Fast and the Furious franchise really yeah i don't they they haven't said what the role was they haven't said what the story is but he's jumping in and we can only think like he's a version of maybe what the rock was going to be no he can't be he has to be something totally new he'll be someone new but he he might fulfill that story point matt reeves commented on ben affleck's script because ben affleck you know he wrote and was set to direct his standalone batman movie and Matt Reeves said he read the script. He read it, and he thought it was a valid take on the movie, but it was very action-driven. And it right. was not It was deeply connected to the DCEU. Other superheroes were going to show up, and it was going to do that thing. And it's just something he wasn't interested in. He wanted something more personal, more introspective and focusing on the character. And Warner Brothers said, cool. Of course, this is after Ben said, I'm done. I don't want to play him anymore. And I think like DC and Warner Brothers get flack from a lot of the movie going community, but what they've always done well, and sometimes it doesn't work out is they allow their directors to make their movies. Their movies don't feel like an episode of a long season of television. Mm. They like, they allow their directors, this is your take. Cool. We'll let you rock with that take. And if there's an opportunity to put them together, whether it works or not, they'll give their shot. But yeah. So it's kind of cool that he was allowed to come in and pretty much throwaway was in front of him. And what they say, Ben Affleck's script from a cinematographer said he read, he said one of the dopest scripts even for Red. Said it's a good script. It's just not. The take, I think it was like Deathstroke was hunting Batman. was kind of the take on mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. Which would have been dope. Would have been lie. dope. Don't lie. Yeah. And more of the Batman news, look, we're getting like a three hour runtime, fellas. Yep. No big gulps. <laughs> nope. you gotta hold it. Man,
2: <laughs> no Man Man protocol, Batman
0: protocol full effect. Real talk. How Real long talk. was Dark Knight?
1: The reality?
0: I think it was mm-hmm. it was over two and a half, right? Yeah, it was like 240 something. Look for all I y'all, actually
1: went back and watched that the, last week. The movie's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, Jack, we asked you what you do all week. Two hours,
3: thirty-two fun. minutes.
1: If,
0: if I gave you a list of everything <laughs> I do all week, we'd still be on that first segment. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the dark night is interesting, man. We have a wonderful parallel here, and it's kind of the first time I think we've had it where Pattinson's Batman is the second year two Batman movie we're getting. The Mm. Dark Knight is Batman (laughs) year two. So literally these guys are the same age at the same point in their career. And we get to see two different points of view of what that could look like. Which is very interesting.
1: Pattinson's feels like, and obviously you haven't seen the film yet, but seems like it's going to be a little more fly by the seat of your pants, desperateness. Whereas the Dark Knight, this guy's tech level is is getting pretty slick at that
0: point. Well, Pattinson's Batman is definitely, we don't have access to Wayne Enterprises and Lucius Fox. Like we're making this stuff with the tools we have. That's very different. Which is a different year too. (laughs) He doesn't have a tumbler that's just driving on rooftops.
1: But he's certainly got nitrous in that
0: tank. Woo! Oh, baby. After months of uncertainty, Mattel's live action Masters of the Universe reboot has found a home, which is going to be Netflix, a live action movie. Netflix picked it up. Netflix about will that? pick up anything. And they cast Kyle Allen, who I believe is in uh, West Side Story. And he's taking over the part from um, Noah Centineo, who's he has a role in um, in Black Adam. So this looks like we're getting a a He-Man movie. It's not connected to any of the things we've seen. It's not Kevin Smith. It's not the other one. It's like it's- maybe he'll have He-Man in it? So you're telling me the He-Man movie might have (laughs) He-Man in it? We can only hope He-Man is in it (laughs) and he's not a sidekick. We can all pray, hopefully. Hopefully. James Gunn has confirmed that this will be the last time you see these versions of the Guardians in the movie. The movie will take a darker turn, it'll be heavier. And you might get a Gardens movie, but it won't be with him. And it won't be with this specific group of people. So we're kind of seeing the end of a trilogy here. In some way. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for the MCU to tell us what the next phase is. Right? <laughs> What's the next <laughs> Whole thing? lot of filler going on. A lot of stuff going on. The Rock said, I want to get back into video games. And he is set to make a video game that he has played. Hours up. He's very excited. He can't tell you what it is, but he said it is going to be bad ass.
1: Emphasis on probably the first half of that.
0: Ooh. <laughs> One One second man. It could be ass. It <laughs> a be whole badass. lot of ass in that but game. You gotta put bad and ass together for it to be good. Okay,
1: but now put this together. How old is the rock?
0: Does it matter?
1: It's gonna tell you what game he's probably spent a lot of time it playing. He could be Master Chief. Nah, you, you already got a Halo series out coming up. And I'm sure we'll talk about it because that trailer looks sad. We're going to talk about it. It's probably like uh, Pitfall or something.
0: What? Pitfall?
3: Oh, because he did Rampage? You think it's going to be like another 80s? It's going
0: to be like
1: Pac-Man.
0: He's (laughs) going to star as Pac-Man. If they painted him yellow and he's just out there beating the crap out of people as he runs through a maze, you <laughs> <laughs> would watch that. A mad dark take <laughs> on Pac Man.
2: On- you didn't get the super up the power pill. I don't need the power
0: pill. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, the power pill. <laughs> start eating all of them too. It's just, uh, Intense. Well, we can only wait and see, but we know whatever The Rock does, whether you love it or hate it, it's going to be big. Apparently, Idris Elba. The producers of Bond are saying he is part of the conversation to play James, freaking Bond. Mm -hmm. Wow! Would they put him in whiteface?
2: Wow! (laughs) Don't you disrespect (laughs) this man? (laughs)
0: Put some respect on his name, right, Rich? Better
2: put some respect on his
0: name. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know how he effortlessly walks into a casino in Dubai.
2: (laughs) In Jamaica, I just
0: can't wait for the salty, salty comments. Oh, there already has been. I saw, saw a comment saying just call him Jerome bond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's bad racist, but that's pretty, pretty but you know what? A, but, a, but a black dude put it there. So it was oh,
2: funny.
0: Get <laughs> any less racist. You can't get any less. And uh before we get to the trailers, Josh Whedon had a heck of a couple weeks, man. He did like a tell all interview where pretty much he confirmed that he is a dickhead. He has confirmed it. Pretty much, he went on the record to, I guess, clear the air, tell his side of the story. And the, the journalist just let the recorder run. And he continued to bury himself. He literally said that Ray Fisher is a bad actor, the worst kind of actor and a bad actor. He said that Gal Gadot misinterpreted what he'd want from her because English is her second language. Like, he said all the He's things. Going. His publicist is probably, like, pulling his or her hair out. Behind, like standing on the side like what are you doing and josh man. is like that kind of guy man who's very entitled who's man. very talented and a lot of things came easy to him and he just grew up with not getting punched in the face enough because <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly. he grew up with no consequences so you're just saying stuff where it's like even
2: if you felt that
0: way why would you say it
2: that's really,
1: I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm honestly really bummed to hear this about him because I'm a fan of his work. Mm-hmm. And Russell Crowe, I remember this like five, 10 years back, something, there was this big article where he talked about being a w- wanker. <laughs> That's what he called himself. He goes, you know, I'm a wanker. And he, he kind of divulged some of his personal stuff that he was dealing with and how it manifests in negative ways on people. Mm-hmm. Man, it just sucks when people are dicks. It's like, I know everyone can't be Keanu Reeves,
0: but. It's, it's it, when you're in a high level position, like he had a writer's room where one of his writers, I guess, made a misstep. And he basically reamed her out in front of everybody, and basically like destroyed her spirit for the misstep. This is a grown professional in a at her job. And there's one thing to give constructive criticism. Another thing to just bully someone into like, how are they going to create for you now? And when you're watching his shows like Firefly and Buffy, you're watching this type of feminist movement. And to know it's done by this dude, it makes you watch the content with a different point of view now. It's like, it, it, was it as revolutionary as we thought it was? Or now is there things in it that we miss where it's like, oh. Does
1: the art still stand? Well, and we're in it. We, we see this a lot play out where unfortunately our heroes who we grow up on absorbing their content, their music, the movies and television shows they do. And then later in life, we find out just what a horrific dirtbag kind of person they are. Does the art still stand?
0: I think that's individual basis, man, because I think that we're all going to have to leave room for some of the things we like, like Bill Cosby, right? Who doesn't love the Cosby show? And Uh me and my wife sat down one day and said, we're going to watch the Cosby show. Like we can separate him from it. We couldn't. We're watching him be this dad and be this guy. We could not like divorce. I don't (laughs)
3: know,
0: man.
3: I can still pump half on a baby from R. Kelly.
2: And I think that's a good time to move on. (laughs) Ah. Ah.
0: And for those out there, especially if you're black and you're still playing R. Kelly, Shame on you.
3: <laughs> Come on, man. He's a Pied, Pied Piper you. RB. But yeah. but but you listen to those words, you're like, eh, it seems like you're ready. That song.
0: This
2: Dude, song is rapey, rapey, rapey. Wait, What did the Pied Piper do? Learn children. 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 Come on, man. <laughs> like my man was legit throwing it in our face the whole time. Like, yeah, it I'm with seems these young like girls. you're ready.
3: Exactly. It seems like you're ready to go all the way.
0: That's wait, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. But it seems like it you're ready.
3: seems <laughs> like you're ready. <laughs> It's like, she. It, <laughs> it seems, seems like it's like close, close enough for me.
0: Just <laughs> gross. So Jack, I, to answer your question, I think it's an individual basis, and it's like, can you stomach it? Like, for some people, they can watch Liam Neeson. For some people, it's like, no, he was about to go outside and kill the first black person he saw because his friend was hurt. For me, I can watch a Russell Crowe movie. I can, I can watch the art, you know. But I, I can't listen to R. Kelly. And I, I had a hard time watching the Cosby show.
2: Well, I mean, it's the difference between just being an asshole and, like, being wrong of doing something very, very specific. That's like, that's that's we, that's we deal with assholes throughout our life at, all, at any given time. So we can all, always – like, I, I work with assholes all the time. But I can def, you know, I can separate the asshole versus the, the mechanic that I'm working with. You know, what but happens now if that, that person – your boss, and he literally my changes – but he is special
0: <laughs> but like but, but 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 like actually messes with your money can do things to make it so you're not able to work like Josses whedon's i'm throwing up quotes because allegedly his level of threat was like you'll never work in this town again if you don't do what i want you to do threat level oh well, that's, that's different yeah so it's like he's a jerk anyway which is why i think people excuse it he's just a creative jerk But also with that is, if you don't do it my way, you're gone.
2: Yeah. Um, So he falls in a line of being like doing something very specific. Yeah. And the assholeness of him. Yeah. 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 And he's such an
0: asshole that he can't discern whether he.
1: We are all over this word today.
0: We are. I think that's the theme. (laughs) (laughs) He can't discern with he. He's so entitled he doesn't really think what he's doing is wrong.
1: Yeah. How many assholes do you get in a PG rating? Uh, I think thirteen. I guess I'll be counting that. Yep.
2: He just pulled that one right out of his asshole. Yeah,
0: of
3: look, course, seventy-five percent of facts are made up, so don't worry about it.
2: There you
0: go. <laughs> right? can be a lot of bleeps in this one. Man, I can't believe we're still on the news. So, yeah. <laughs> two trailer. We have the Moon Knight trailer dropped. So good. Yo, it looked like a movie.
1: It's yeah. so good. It
0: looked like a freaking movie. It looks so good. I'm shocked. Not because it's good, but because Disney Plus and they're going. Dark and
2: violent yeah. Oh
0: yeah, looks good. Man, I like
2: the way the the costume, like, kind of like engulfed.
0: Yeah, it. That was dope. I don't know. The comic books is does it do that, or is that what he thinks is happening? I mean, I mean there's
1: there 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 are different renditions of how it works. What I haven't, what I'm not sure yet. Watching the trailer, however many times I've seen it at this point, is how much of what we're seeing is actually happening, as opposed to what he's imagining is happening.
0: What well, we already know when we see Oscar Isaac with this British accent, like that's not even who you really are. Like the person on phone, like Mark, where have you been? So that's, a, that, he's living in a personality. That's not his personality. But
1: what I mean though, is like the costume enveloping him, how much of that is even actually happening because of powers and how much of that is his schizophrenia
0: thing taking over? It might be both, but he does need to be in a costume eventually he, he how he puts it on but he needs to be in a real costume it worked
3: for it didn't work for iron learn from iron fist because we waited how many uh, dude can we
1: not costume. talk about iron fist i <laughs> <laughs> mean
0: um please we were and given- for any
1: of the any of you who managed to miss iron fist not to go on a tangent on this one thank you very much christopher saint victor that series spoiler alert Ends
0: with this full realizing. Wait, wait, wait. That why are we, why are we, why are we talking about Iron Fist? <laughs> we're talking
1: about mistakes with costumes.
0: <laughs> not it was costume. so bad,
1: so bad. Anyways, wait, let me conclude that sentence. He discovers at the end of the series that, oh my God, I have a second
0: hand Iron <laughs> Fist.
1: <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up.
0: You're welcome. Halo. Okay. Drop their trailer yeah they did it looks dope to me like i'm not the biggest halo head so i don't know if it's accurate or not accurate but it, it looks cool rich you're a halo guy What say you
2: yeah i'm looking at it right now and it looks it looks all right it looks like it's gonna um stick true to the source material it, lo- it looks pretty dope it looks pretty dope and uh, i see a bunch of other uh spartans behind them yeah I want to see how this unfolds. I want to see I mean where it looks like
1: it. they have spared no expense on this thing. Yeah, it, it looks like a film.
2: Straight film.
0: It's Paramount it Plus, looks- right? They, they they they're trying to get into the game. Yeah, they got Star Trek on lock. They're trying to like get into the IP video game, superhero
2: game, freaking dope. I was about to say it looks like it was dealing with um insurgents, but no, it looks like this is a, an outpost that was that's being attacked by the Covenant which is the alien race. Well, I can't say the race. The alien group, because the Covenant consists of different races of aliens. It's going to be good. I got to figure out what I'm getting rid of so I can get Paramount+. (laughs) Plus.
1: There you go. Sometimes I find it hard to get behind following a hero when they don't have a face. And you never see this guy's face, it looks like.
0: Mando! Yep. Yeah, I, know. Well, I mean, was, and We it was, saw
2: it a couple of times, but we were already rooting for him before we saw his face. But, but it's just one of those things you don't need to see his face. Like he's he he he's not doing it for any type of like recognition. So that's that kind of like been the thing.
1: What I mean is, like, uh, is it is it? Do you guys find it sometimes challenging to follow someone's journey when you can't get behind?
0: They have their to expressions give, They have to give him a Grogu. They have to give him something that humanizes him so we can follow his journey. I'm not sure what that'll be in this story, but you're, you're right. I can't just watch a guy in a suit of armor shoot up things for 10 episodes without any kind of connection to him. So we'll see whatever that could be, Rich.
2: The thing that has to like, well, you know. It'll probably be how he, he treats his, um, his comrades and just human Well, we
1: know something's different about this one specifically after he touches the artifact, right? That's in the trailer. Yeah. So we know he's right. going to be humanized on that level.
2: I'm seeing um, there's a woman who has control of which looks like flood tentacles. I'm not sure what, she, what her deal is, but we'll see what that is. Because they can go because in, in, in infinite, um, they they introduced a new a new character, a new enemy, I should say, a new alien race. And they that this this alien was trying to unlock her people. The uh, I'm forgetting the names, let them know. I'm horrible. I, I have pretty bad memory, of people. Bear with me, but um, yeah, she was trying to like unlock her people, free her people, so that they can rule the universe as they did at one point. And um, this person does not. This look, this person looks humanoid, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure if this is uh, she took over a body or maybe this is just the way she is. But she has, she has some she has some type of um powers or controls of, of some like some type of tentacle type of thing. So we'll see. This could be just a whole new alien race they're bringing up. Now it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's, it's
0: time, time for the, of the main, main event. event. We're going to start off with the legend of Vox Machina. Oh, and for anyone who hasn't noticed, this is going to be a
1: double header here. We're talking two things today,
0: and they're going to be spoilers. Spoilers coming out the asshole. That's number 13. We're safe. <laughs> right? We're safe. We're safe. Before we get into the recap, I got to say, uh, this is based off of the campaign. If you guys know Critical Role, if you're into that stuff, you would know that they're like on Twitch and they pretty much play Dungeons and Dragons. And there's a bunch of wonderful like voiceover actors that are like, I guess, playing and creating story as they play and it's dynamic and it's funny. And they have such a following that they did like the most successful Kickstarter campaign ever. They raised like $750,000 in 45 days when they wanted to make a half hour animated episode when they weren't able to get no love. And they wound up making like $11 million at the end of the day. It's not Dungeons and Dragons, which is what they were playing. It's just its own thing. It has to be. And we have the Legends of Vox Machina. So pretty much this thing opens up with, you have this, this group. We've seen it before. We've seen it in every fantasy freaking thing. This group of legendary warriors set out to fight a guy. What you don't get is seeing them all massacred in the first five seconds. Let me say this for you. What is great about this series is that in the first 10 minutes, you know whether it's for you, because in the first 10 minutes, you get a massacre, you get a woman vomiting in somebody's mouth, you get Congolingus of the elf kind, and you get that same elf pissing on someone in the street. All in the first 10 minutes of this show. I counted okay. it. It all happens in the right beginning. So you know this thing is vulgar. It is, it, it, it is rated heavy R. You Pretty much meet this kingdom and this king, and pretty much like that, that, that dragon. The you don't know it's a dragon in the beginning, but basically, this dragon is killing off all his soldiers. Every merchant he sends at it is killing him. They're like, We need to find people who can tear it down. One guy's like, No, 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 we should capture Use it as a weapon. Another guy's like, No, we have to kill it. So, we need to put out posters to find mercenaries to be brave enough to do it. Then we meet the guardians of the galaxy. Oh, my, no, no, not the Vox Machina. They're in a bar. <laughs> And Drax, sorry, his name's not Drax. <laughs> Some other dude that looks like Drax. They're there And they get into a bar fight, pretty much. And you kind of get to see their powers. You know, you have one who has. They all have different forms of magic. One guy pretty much just sings, and things happen. I guess he's the elf. And you have another he's barb. So he's Barb, and then you have a uh, Pike, who she can like do magic and put up shields. But she can also heal. She's a cleric. Wow, Rich! I'm very impressed with you right now. Nerd. I
2: mean, <laughs> Nerd. I, I, I listen. You may not have known this, but I was a little bit into Dungeons and Dragons. You were. <laughs> you should do the recap. <laughs> we have Vex, and she. Vex was a ranger, half elf, half elven ranger. And then we have Percy. Uh, Percy was a human gunslinger.
0: And then we have
2: Box, who was the uh, Vex's twin brother. He was a rogue, elven half elven rogue. And we uh, big,
0: and we got the big dude.
2: Oh uh, the big dude, big dude, grog. Grog. He dude. was a barbarian.
0: Yes. They formed the legend of Vox Machina. So pretty much in a bar fight, they pretty much go to the kingdom. They're mercenaries, they so sell they take down the dragon. They see the dragon. Dragon's crazy. They barely survive. You find out that the general is the dragon who also might have killed Vax and Vex's m- mom. They go through some portal, kill the dragon in like five minutes, leave with some gold. The end. That's pretty much the first two episodes. Third episode picks up with they're invited to a royal dinner, but not before we meet this very stunning, very attractive couple. One so happens to be a vampire, he is brutal, and the other one's like a witch. Pretty much they destroyed Percy's whole town and left him to survive. When they go to this big dinner, this big banquet in the kingdom, They see them there, and Percy's ready to kill. He tells them what's going on. Vax goes up there to see what he can find. He gets caught by the vampire. He gets bit. Vampire lets him jump out the window. I don't know reasons. They all have a massive fight, which pretty much ends with the vampire and his girl getting away. Very rough recap of the first three episodes of the Legend of Vox Machina. What do you guys think?
3: It took me a little bit to find the tone, because uh, I'm, you know... (laughs) I'm
0: really you can get it when it like, like <laughs> it No 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 I tell, tell, tell you why. 2 seconds? The elf no 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 Kangalings no, no. then it like <laughs> let you know what this. <laughs> so I I'm
3: down with I'm down with that. So if the show was that like
0: just all elves and kangalings. All elves oh, and like
3: elf butts and like you know weird <laughs> elf sex stuff like that. Okay, yeah. I get it. But then, but then they try, <laughs> but then his pants drop in front of everyone. At one point, <laughs> you just see elf balls. But, <laughs> but, uh, but then they try to pull you into the lore. And it's kind of like, I'm trying to get into the, the world building. Mm-hmm. but I'm taken out by the like gratuitous humor. And it's kind of fighting it for me a little bit. And it really didn't come together for me <laughs> until like, Really, the end of episode three, where I start to get into the lore of the of the of the world itself. But mm-hmm. I'll keep watching it. I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was good. But it took me a little bit to kind of get adjusted to kind of what it is and what it's kind of delivering.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a whole new delivery, in my opinion. Because usually, when you get something like this, like D and D based, like medieval type things and elves and gnomes and whatnot. Which, by the way, he's a gnome. Um, yeah.
0: Sorry,
2: nerd. I'm Sorry, nerd. I'm about to no, a yeah, I'll be a nerd. I'm I'll be a canceled by the elves. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's just you usually get like a more serious tone with this type of uh to use a word that you all use content. And yeah, it's usually like a more serious. It's more uh, mid arcane, like, arcane. Yeah, the The Witcher animated. You know. Yes. Whereas this, the tone of this is more. It's more um. Like what you would get from like, you know, a raunchy comedy now, mm-hmm. which I love. I love it. I love the blend of these two worlds. It didn't really take, take me a minute to, to get into it. Like I was down for the humor. I was down for the, for the sword play, the magic, the healing, the dragons, the vampire. Like it was great.
0: I didn't have bad experience, but I appreciate yours. I, I was into this joint when they did the intro. I was over it. I'm like, why are we reviewing this? It's the same old thing. And then they got slaughtered in the first two seconds. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then they had the elf Kongalingus, the gnome Congolingus, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm really into this. Then he pissed on the guy in the street. And I'm like, I'm in it. I'm down. And then it lost me because I love Harley Quinn because even though it's raunchy, the writing, the character development, and the story is strong. Here I felt like, if I pull out the raunchiness, what is it really? Is it doing what Castlevania is doing? Is it doing what Arcane's doing? Like, if I pull out the thing that's shocking, is there a story here? And I'm like, how do they even get away from the dragon? Why? That dragon was laying waste to civilization, like nothing, like for fun. Mm-hmm. How did they get out? Because he just thought he left. So all of a sudden, he now just leaves things for dead now. And we know that the dragon is a person you can think. So it felt weird that they escaped it. And then, then when we got to the, the vampire thing, it was, again, like, you just bit him in the neck and you let him run away. It felt like the, the, the writing of the story didn't match the humor. And maybe it's because in the Twitch, they improv while they played D&D. A lot of it was improv and banter, which is hard to write that. You have to be really dope at it. So for here, I felt like once I got into the world, it's like, I'm in episode three and I don't even really know who these characters are aside from their jokes. Like, who are they? It's true. We, we haven't gotten any kind of like very, very little background on these guys, very, very little
3: history on these people. We, you know, we, you know, we, the guy Percy, all of a sudden he puts on the, the plague doctor mask and has all this black mist come out from him. Who the hell is this dude? He's not a regular gunslinger. He has powers now. It's like, and, that, and that's what, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to understand the world and trying to understand the world building, and I'm just having a tough time with it, you know,
2: because. This is a series that comes from from uh, literature and whatnot that's already been out there so people already are a fan of this if i'm not if i'm not mistaken so it's almost like the best way i can explain it is uh it's like boba fett if you don't know the world of boba fett then you're kind of lost when people when, when you when you kind of watch boba fett because you're really not understanding what's the what's the whole lore and appeal of this guy
0: mm-hmm. i agree and i think similar to peacemaker that's why you drop three episodes at once
2: because you know like
0: you need more than this time for me to get into the world. So by the third episode, I should care about these people. And they did a good job making me care about Percival by the end of the third episode. But there's a lot of them there. And I felt like there was a like, like their jokes and their humor, they didn't bring them together. Like like Rich, Harley Quinn's a perfect example. Every joke, everything was a tool to ground these characters. Jim Gordon being a drunk. You just saw how much he loves Batman too much. And he feels depressed about it. Like it was all story driven. There was a reason for why these characters were doing the most obnoxious, crazy things here. I know you, you, you would know him and you just like to have sex with a bunch of people. But is that it? Yeah. Is that and you're, you're, you're up there singing to a group of people about anal beads. And like, I get why you're that way. Why are they okay watching you sing about this? And is that, <laughs> is that part of his powers, that they just listen to whatever? I don't know.
2: Pretty much. Yeah, Barb's, their power is within their songs and their instruments, if I remember correctly, from my D&D days. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's where their magic lies, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So they have to be, like, charismatic that people look at them and want to listen to them sing and, you know, spin their tails and so on and so forth. You know...
1: So, It's funny because in the first minute of the show, I was a hundred percent over the show. I mean, done with it. The VO was terrible. The stock characters were boring and I would have turned it off, but I was like, ah, God, I guess we committed to watching this crap. I'll push through it. (laughs) And then they murdered everybody. (laughs) And, and, And in that instant, the tonality of the VO shifted subtly and everything about the content changed. And I was in it. I was like, okay, this is the show I thought we agreed to watch. Here we are. Now we're watching it. So anyone who hasn't watched it yet, push past that first two minutes. Stay with it. It's worth the first two episodes conclude the first arc. The third episode is kind of its own thing. It starts another arc. My my problem with the content itself is it it kind of did start feeling like a one-trick pony. It's like, yes, it's campy, it's funny, um, but is there much substance behind the shock factor of seeing a gnome going down on a girl? You got tits and asshole over the thing. You got curse words flying up. You got people getting cut in half. It does kind of feel like some generic, Guardians of the Galaxy characters set to, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to keep watching the content because it's, there's kind of nothing else like it out there and I am enjoying it. And I do think, Chris, they're going to answer some of your problems. They're going to, they're going to start world building.
3: They have to, right?
1: They have, they have to. And Rich, the idea that someone can step into a, some sort of content and not be given the things you need to enjoy the content as a shortcoming of the content itself. So, I don't think that this thing's so popular that they're thinking that their fan base who isn't familiar with it is going to go retroactively learn up on stuff. You know, so they have to world build. They we already see that they're giving us backstory of the other characters in the third episode, so they're going to continue to do that. Um, I just hope that. It's not Castlevania. It's not um, Arcane. It's not even the Witcher cartoon where you have these kind of richer, compelling characters set in these things that we're following. This thing is camp and it really hinges on, is it funny to watch this, this dude, is it funny to watch these people be completely, um, what's the word,
0: inappropriate? The thing with that is it is camp but you still need me to feel that the danger is real. Yes. And the way they got away from the dragon was like too easy.
2: And then, well, and,
1: it, and it did feel like, it felt like I'm watching Groot just make a, a, a flower bubble that contains everyone from the collision. It's like we've seen these things and so many other things that we're really familiar with. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you take Stark character types and make it special where it doesn't feel generic? And that's what Invincible does so well. Invincible is generic, man. These are generic, archetypical characters that suddenly and almost instantly feel authentically original.
0: That's the writing. The writing makes... I enjoyed episode three Mm. because they made us... I see, oh, you want us to care about Percy. Like, this isn't just inappropriate banter. Like, you, you, you added some stakes to this guy, some depth to this guy's story. And it's like, with all the inappropriateness... I bring it back to Harley Quinn as rude and as crazy as that show is from the beginning, it's about an abusive relationship. The Joker literally abuses her and they make it light and they make it funny, but you feel the depth in which this guy has harmed this woman. And they have that there as its foundation. So then they compile all the silly stuff on top here was like, we kind of had to get through. And even, I didn't really get like, so did the dragon kill the twins, parents or something like that? What, what was they, her vision.
3: I don't think it was that dragon. I think it was no. a dragon. A dragon.
2: A dragon right? Yeah, yeah so and then she
3: now she's sensitive to to dragons, so she feels like it's like a, like like Spider mans You know,
0: anglia Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The so they they dropped that happen. in
1: there for ultimately nothing. Well, who knows? It might play out in episode seven.
0: It might, but the depth, like we didn't get a scene after that where she just. She's losing sleep. Like we didn't, like they didn't land the plane enough for me to remember this moment.
1: And honestly, that's not this content. You're you're not going to get that. We know exactly what this content is in the first ten minutes of it, and the content hinges on shock factor.
0: But in episode three with Percy and they're going to continue
1: to. It's still they're they're going to continue to enrich the characters. But the thing that this content hinges on is what it is it is what it is Mm -hmm. you ever watch uh paradise pd
3: i've seen the previous i've never seen it though it's
0: it's not very good
1: but it all hinges on one thing shock factor how shocking can i be and can i outdo my own shockness but that's that's going to end up being this content
0: this is the problem with that you got invincible showing us violence Oh. and then we got Deadpool, Peacemaker, and Harley Quinn making dick jokes a, just a thing. How do you top that if you just out to shock us? You, you don't, can. but
1: but you, I mean you maybe you don't, but like Rich said, this content specific because there's a deficit of this content. And that in itself is gonna make it the thing that fills the void for someone who's looking for it. And it is fun that it's a dungeon and dragon
0: world, you know. I'm going to keep watching it because I'm sure we're going to review more. Yeah, I don't review. necessarily think we need to, but I probably, honestly. <laughs> I probably won't keep up with it too much. I'm going to keep up with it.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm probably going gonna, gonna to watch it casually, but, but I think for anyone who's listening to this podcast, um, you're going to know within the first episode whether this content's for you and whether you want to keep watching it. It's not life-changing. The jokes aren't that enormously funny. Um, but it's fun And so you'll know right away I don't think we need to review any more episodes of it To say whether or not it got better Or the story arc is whatever the case is But I'm glad I watched it And I personally am going to continue to watch it I mean, it's good background
3: Good background I mean, it's not something that I'm going to I'm not going to wait for Friday for it to drop But, you know, if, if, if everyone's sleeping There's nothing on, I'll watch it and
1: if- Are You ain't going to watch it when your kid's in the house <laughs> No <laughs> I,
3: wait, wait, I, That's the tough part When I when I, when I first put it on I had my son I saw nudity I'm like I can't watch this Cursing I can kind of glaze over But nudity I can't explain that away
0: So then ain't even like, just the cussing It's like You gonna walk around Saying people got a soggy anus Like how do you What do you do with that <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I
2: don't know how to explain that, how that do you would like, be
0: great. Yeah it was a soggy know.
3: anus
0: <laughs> That part was funny Rich I know you are gonna keep watching it um, Yeah
3: this is Rich's jam right here. This is, oh, yeah.
0: It's not bad. It just for me was like I, I do need the story to really start. I can't. It's not funny enough for me to just be. And I need the, I If it's Dungeons and Dragons, then you slaying dragons. The stakes got to be high. That can't be the thing that you easily just.
1: Yeah. And they set it up where nobody
0: stood a chance.
1: Not nothing stood a chance. They and made it so specific yeah.
0: were, where they're like, that's a Blue Dragon. Yep. Like, like (laughs) like,
1: it's like like Yu Gi Oh. White eyes,
3: blue dragon.
0: (laughs) So it's like y'all got out of that pretty, pretty fairly easy, considering that this thing has a brain. It wasn't trying to eat people. It was, it it was out there to kill. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how the vampire art goes. That's where we are with the legend of Vox Machina. But if we haven't said it, we'll say it again. We're doing a double feature, man. We're going to talk now about Peacemaker episode four and five. Spoiler down, man. Is it just the two episodes?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it, they were packed, man. I felt like I watched like four more episodes,
0: right? As a lot happened in that bad boy. So, we pretty much pick up where the last one left off. Vigilante's being a little talking about his toe. Really mad about. <laughs> First of all, can we
3: take it? I think Vigilante vigilante is freaking
0: dope. He's amazing. Yeah. We don't yeah. get there. We don't get there. Right. Vigilante right. is pretty upset about the fact that he had almost had his pinky toe cut off, and he swears it's going to mess with his ability to walk, and everyone's trying <laughs> to convince him, like, no, you're fine. He doesn't think he's fine. But anyways, they get out of there, and they pretty much get reamed. For, for for messing up the mission or why did you hesitate peacemaker and he pretty much tells the dude in charge like listen man i'll do anything for peace i'm not going to kill women and children because you say so you got to tell me why hmm. which changes his whole character he's just not this mindless drone he's like you have to tell me why and that double backs to rick flag like he believed in that mission so he was able to do it even though he's having nightmares about it here so it's just going to kill a kid. And specifically, even if the kid looks frumpy, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs>
2: he was you know, He looked a little homie, but, you know, that's not a reason to kill him.
0: It's like, that makes it actually harder to kill him, because I feel sorry for the kid. Um, so basically, we get some of that. We get a little bit more of his father. Peacemaker finds out that they got him out of jail because... Diebeard framed his father, <laughs> and they're really upset about Peacemaker finding out. He winds up finding out, and he's like, "Why would you do that?" He needs to go into prison and tell his dad what happened. He does so, and then we find out that Peacemaker's dad doesn't like dislike him. He genuinely hates his hates brother. him, like he hates him. him. And we get little information, little flashbacks that he had a brother who his father did love. And we're getting little glimpses of that. So basically. When Peacemaker goes in the jail, tells his dad what happened, his dad is like, oh, I'm about to rat you out and get up out of jail. That's where Vigilante is pretty much, yo, homegirl. Uh, what's her name? I, I, I have a hard time pronouncing her name. Leota. <laughs> wow. Leota. You're
2: just going to put Leota? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Leota. Leota convinces Vigilante to go into the jail and kill his dad. Vigilante goes in the jail and kills his dad. To kill his dad. And we get like... The dopest sequence. He goes in there and he pretty much tells white supremacists <laughs> all the wrong things. <laughs> all the right things. And yeah. all the right things. We're going to put a clip of that on Instagram when this episode drops. So he gets into a fight and we see like this dude is a freaking superhero. Like, yes. Effortlessly handles himself. And then, but that's what sends his dad going, I need to talk to someone. They're out here to kill me. My son's out here to kill me. Vigilante gets out of jail, and he's like, hey, I might have made a mistake. We go to Peacemaker. We find out that he kept the butterfly in a jar. And he's getting high with it, it honey. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's feeding it the, the, the stuff. The, but he's smoking yeah. he
3: weed, and he's blowing. He's blowing Look, weed. man, friends,
0: friends give, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we see him pretty much going through it because he's getting flashbacks of his brother, and his brother dies in front of him. We don't know exactly why, but it's feeling like he might have had something to do with it. And he's pretty much boo-hooing. Also in the episode, Amanda Waller tells her daughter, Leota, I need you to plant this journal, this book, this whatever it is, in his trailer. Now we're in episode freaking five, and we get the best improv writing, I've, uh, whatever it is. But John Cena, the Peacemaker, gives a list of all the possible people he could have killed. Spoiler uh, alert, it ends, with, it ends with Cobra Commander and Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know if that was right or improv, but it was freaking brilliant. They pretty... Oh, excuse me. At the end of episode four, we also see that the dude in charge, um, Clemson... No, that's episode five. No, it's at the four. end of episode four, we see him oh, drinking. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, yes, yes. So they, they oh, so yeah. yeah, we see
3: the thing come out, and we realize he's a butterfly.
0: Um, So then we're in episode five, and pretty much they get the lowdown on where that food is being stored. They go into the factory. This helmet that Peacemaker wears gives him... X-ray vision. X-ray vision. You guys ever seen
3: uh, uh uh they live with Roddy Roddy Piper? Yes. Yes. Yeah, It got that baby was
0: it right. It really did. I'm going yeah. to kick What's ass with uh, bubble gum. That's it. And I'm all yep. out of ass. Yep. <laughs> I don't think it went that way though. Um, oh, so they're in there. It's and they have a massive fight, and it was like a team building experience. They bond over that stuff, and they have a really good time, which is pretty awesome to see them like finally come together. Yada 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 yada. We get to the end. Leota's having a hard time with her girlfriend being away this job. She puts on Peacemaker's helmet, and she sees Clemson and sees the butterfly in his head, and he goes after her like crazy. Episode four, I forgot to tell you, big fight with Judo Master. Peacemaker fights him. Before he gets shot in the chest, he's like, you don't understand. He gets shot in the chest, he's back to being pretty much a vegetable. We don't know what's going to happen to him. And a uh,
1: big fight in episode five you skipped, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, with the monk gorilla. The gorilla <laughs> yeah. fight? I
2: mean, the whole warehouse? Yeah. I said
0: they fought in the warehouse. This is a recap. You? If you didn't That's see a, it. Okay. It's a
2: real re-recap. <laughs> I ain't gonna
0: describe the fight, but he got into a fight in the warehouse. And it's a bonding experience. It's, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. Involved the so chainsaw. Sure, we'll talk about it. <laughs> fantastic. Guys, what did you think of episode four and five of Peacemaker?
1: I'm digging this content. I, I'm really just digging the content. It's fun every time they they just kind of like unload on, on DC in general. Oh, what what you got
3: there? <laughs> my, my wife just hey. came home. Look what she came home
0: with. Yo. What? Yo! Viviana! Chris, can we be best friends now? Can
3: we be best friends?
0: <laughs> Chris is holding up. Kiss Jokers, he it. McFarlane, Red Hood. <laughs> my my figure. wife
3: just dropped it off.
0: His wife just came in and gave him a toy. Man, if that's not relationship goals, I don't know what is.
2: What? And the
0: Robert Pattinson Batmobile? Nice. Chris, your wife just picks you up toys? Wow. Keeper. I'm. Viv, you have to talk to Shay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is fire. Good pickups. Chris is showing us. His wife just came in and blessed him with a Batmobile and a Red Hood action figure. I don't know what's <laughs> going Yep, life's good. What can I say? What can he say? Man, Jack, you were saying Peacemaker, you love this uh, content.
1: Yeah, man. The content's fun. It's it's to me, it's like such a good blend of comedy and stakes. The the casting, the chemistry works, the relationship dynamics work, the humor works. It's a real good blend of shock factor, but like you were talking about Harley Quinn, it's rooted in bringing us closer to understanding the characters and the scenario every time it happens. Yes, it's a cheap dick joke. Yes, it's a cheap this joke. Yes, the jokes could arguably be called cheap, but then they really kind of start playing out, like even the dye beard thing. And this guy, (laughs) and the way they finally became friends after five episodes, and it was earned because of all the stupid petty antics. And you're like, all right, all right, I'm just I'm with it. I'm with it.
0: It's really good.
1: And even when, even when the girl, so after the mission, uh, Peacemaker goes, "Hey, do you want to come in and have a drink with me?" And she goes, "Why? You you just want to have sex with me?" He goes, "No, that's not. I mean, I would, but that, that's not what it is." <laughs> you know? And you're like, "This is. These are who these characters are." Mm-hmm. And it's not just a cheap joke. It's it's just bringing us closer to the understanding
0: them in the tone of the show, you know? And I think that's when I was talking about Vox Machina, like you can have that type of in-your-face shock factor before it's the last seasons. You got to give us humanity, even in animation, because the crazier it is, the more grounded it has to be. Or else, what are we watching here?
1: You know, it's funny you say that. To me, that's a trick of really stellar acting too. So an actor who wants to make a big outlandish choice if they find a way to offset that presetting it or or retroactively immediately following it by something that grounds their performance suddenly that outlandish choice doesn't feel false because we just saw you do something so authentic that too suddenly becomes authenticated you know
0: john Cena's is carrying a lot of weight and and also the writing the script gives him the room like he has the opportunities but he has to deliver that, and we peacemaker could easily be someone we're so annoyed with. Like, just turn this off.
2: Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, let me let's talk about first of all how he jabs at pretty much like a a superhero or two each episode. Yeah, it is fantastic. He talked about Batman and Superman and <laughs> four when the old man came up to him, when his yes. when his father's neighbor came up to him, he was like. Batman has a, what was the damn word? A protege or some crap of supervillains. You don't have that. And he was like, you know, I don't have no villains because they're all six feet on the ground. I love it. He said, Batman is the pussy for not killing. He, just locks his, he locks up a j- Joker and he gets out and kills more people. Because like, it was real. That's yeah, like, real, yes. like it's
0: true, Batman. Fair you're fair. responsible for a lot of deaths, bro. yeah.
1: Well, it's it's yeah. also a great opportunity to let the audience's voice be heard. That's mm-hmm. good writing, because every every fan of Batman has thought that from time to time.
0: Yes, but, you know. Yes, yeah. and it, it comes up in his own content with like Red Hood and stuff. Like Bruce, what are you doing? But then then he'll throw in a Superman just likes poop. Like, what <laughs> like, is that? What,
2: As, what is yes. what
0: you know, and then you got yes. like hardcore. Like, that's just not true. This is not true. <laughs>
2: She's Uber is the ocean night.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um.
0: It was
3: so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's brilliant, Chris.
3: I'm loving it. I'm, I, I think it's. I think it's great. I think. You know, just when you think um, Peacemaker is a, a two-dimensional character, he says something or, d- or says something or does something it shows some depth, and it just kind of pulls you into the storyline. And I'm, I'm, I'm just loving it. I love the ridiculous comments. I love the deep moments. I'm, I'm just, I'm, and I'm just engrossed in the story. Like we talk about, you know, we talked about world building in the last segment. You know, they're building this real threat that we don't know if it's really good or if it's bad or what's going on. And that is true. I mean, Gage and I want to know What's going to happen And
0: I'm loving it Because homeboy we find out Clemson Is a butterfly And he's working with Waller Now it's either She doesn't know He's a butterfly Regardless He is cool With Peacemaker Killing those butterflies In episode three
3: Yeah
0: So it's like Are we looking at A good butterfly Trying to take down The bad butterflies Or Is he the bad butterfly Trying to take down The good ones Because judo master Was like pleading Like you don't understand You don't
3: understand And then she Bam
0: yeah. So it's interesting where this lines up. Now, it's funny if Amanda Waller gets the white dragon, a white supremacist, to handle her illegal alien problem. I feel like we're going down not be this surprised. road no, <laughs> that that is what we're going to see. But if they land the plane, on, can we talk about vigilante? How like I need him to have a spinoff after this?
3: How is yeah. he the, like the most yeah. gangster? First of all, where does his gangsterness come from? You think he's like this nerdy little brother of some guy called Prince Charming, and then all of a sudden he's in jail, just just whooping ass.
1: Yeah, he's a legit... And what was I tell you? What's so nice about that scene too? Not
0: only was he effortlessly whooping ass,
1: his toe still hurt. Yeah,
0: his toe still hurt. He was when he got when they arrested. He's like, "Please." My toe hurts. <laughs> but the actor, um, his name is Freddie Stroma. He's so brilliant because when he was walking through the prison, you kind of see this kind of nerdy guy with his chest puffed out, feeling like, <laughs> is he posing? And he sits down with them, and he's like, no, he is a badass. Like no, he, he, there's he, no see, posing. And I,
1: I wasn't sure where it was gonna go. I either. was like, is he gonna get? Is he gonna get his ass handed to him? And then they so validated him in a way where we hadn't seen him really validated yet in the content, well, you know? I
3: had a feeling he was going to be gangster because when Peacemaker was hesitating, he's like, move, I got this. And he's like, yeah. bam, bam, bam. Yep. He kills the kids, he kills the wife. he he's but, just gangster.
0: The way he sat down with the white supremacists, his whole demeanor changed. He went from this kind of insecure, be my friend type of guy to like, I am picking a fight with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually enjoying this part. This is my favorite part of the job. Was- he's
1: got an interesting story about how he even got cast in the thing. He hmm. was uh, he was a referral. Oh, he got he got recommended for the thing, apparently. And then the uh, and then James Gunn met him and kind of fell in love with him in, in the role. Man, I, I think I heard
0: that story. But it was also like I need to know he's not a jerk. Like I need to yes, know that he is worth was getting the other- along with.
3: Well, he's not a good. Well, to be fair, he's not a good guy.
0: Because- wait, wait, we're, talking, we're talking about? the actor. We're talking oh. about the actor. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I was about to say, no, oh,
1: okay. like he's not Remember a good the, guy. In real life. Too many, too many assholes in this industry. Yeah.
0: Um, I love Vigilante Man. I and I, I, I dig that he holds on to this secret identity stuff. Even when he went to the car after he got out of prison and introduced himself, it was like, I understand. I'm revealing my identity to you. Like he takes the superhero stuff seriously. Yeah, I appreciate it. I freaking appreciate it. And one of the episodes, they validated our, what you guys are saying. It was like a pocket dimension. It wasn't just some yes. thing in yard room. Yes, yeah, it was. Yes. A, it was a pocket dimension,
1: which you, which is, has to play out. I mean, I see things. I see playing out in the series are Peacemaker's going to have to show down with his father in mm-hmm. the suit. His dad's going to put on that suit at some point. Yes. Um, this pocket dimension technology i can't see how that's not going to play out
0: especially with aliens dude like because now it's about like how much the dc really want to go into their library because if that's connected to like apocalypse or something
1: but 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 it's also yo. it's already well, here's what's so great about this content specifically it's tied to the dcu but it also feels standalone-ish enough where they're doing their own thing they're making fun of superman saying superman's got a a feces fetish. They're making fun of Batman. The Aquaman has sex with fish. They are just like they've already pulled all their punches. I, I mean, they're not pulling any of their punches, so they could care less what they do to their their side of the universe. You know,
0: man. Right? And I want John Cena to win so bad. Like he was doing the interview circuit. He'll do. He'll do press in the Peacemaker uniform. Yes. Like that's how right or die mm-hmm. he is for this. That's dope. And like. He's similar to the rock like there can't they, there can't be a better guy like if you see his wrestling career, he held the company for like over a decade on his shoulders performing he has like one of the most make a wish fulfillments ever he's like, I think he's in like hmm. the world records for like make a wish like he is the guy you want as a quarterback on your team he is the perfect person for this, and I hope that I don't know where HBO Max is with their subscription for DC stuff. I don't know if it's still new or if it's, I don't know what it is, but I want people to watch this because this should go on for seasons. We should get a peacemaker movie. Like this is something they have something special here.
1: There is something special. And the other thing that's really nice is there's so much character development happening. John Cena in the suicide squad was borderline one dimensional. You know, he served a certain role in the film. Mm -hmm. and then he did it really well and what they did so well with this HBO content is they let the circumstances of that film send his whole character on this quest of self discovery Mm -hmm. and that's what we're seeing we're seeing by the end of it true character come out of him and he actually might just be a hero by the end of this story he might
0: be a hero but for it to be a successful series he can't be a hero till season 10 like we need, it's gotta be a lot
1: I'm talking about the seeds are being planted. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. the second he goes, yes, I'll kill a kid, but I'm not going to do it just because you say so. Well, yeah. just because you said so used to be enough, but he's changed. Something's different. And we're seeing whatever that difference is really start to manifest itself, which is was so great.
0: And I think it's going to, when coming home and those flashes of his brother, like that, like him, facing that and maybe rick flag's death is triggering those thoughts of like i got it wrong something there yeah is is going to be dope and i'm a i'm excited to see what side waller in this little task force is really on Hmm. um because there's a lot of butterflies out there and there's only so many episodes left so i don't really see them wiping the globe of them so what's the actual goal here amazing content man I think yeah, if y'all can't tell, we highly recommend it. Please watch Peacemaker. Keep watching Peacemaker. It is the gem. You didn't know you wanted. Yep, it's true. And, and if you ask so. me, as much as I love Marvel, this joint is going, I see you all you Disney Plus series. I got something for you. Something for you hard and strong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, wow. Oh, well, all right. Chris, we got some recommendations. Oh, sure, sure. Why, Why not? Why not? So we
3: talk Please. about. So we talk about some 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 raunchy comedies. when We talk about uh, uh, the legend of Vox Machina, and here's some raunchy cartoon comedies that you might enjoy. Also, number one, we talked about it, Harley Quinn. It's it does it better with better pride, with character development. Number two, Big Mouth, super raunchy, a lot of penises, super funny, super awesome. And highly
2: educational.
3: Highly educational. <laughs> highly educational. <laughs> so I recommend it. Uh, number three, classic throwback. Not so adult, but Ren and Stimpy. Ignore the fact that that the guy is a, the guy is a, a harasser. The guy who uh, uh, who started was was is a is a jerk. Is he? Yeah. Another yeah. one. Another one. Big big time jerk. Hmm. Um, number four, disenchantment. Um, it's made by it's made by, by by the Simpsons creators on Netflix. It's pretty good. Not as not as raunchy as, as some of the other stuff, but it's still pretty good. Still still dark and kind of adult focused Number five, um, drawn together. Um, it was a reality show of the different. It was pretty funny. So yeah. <laughs> it was re- it was really good. It's good. It's not as raunchy because it was on on on, 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 a, on network TV, but um, it's still worth a watch. I liked it. I used to like it
0: a lot. There's a lot of raunchy cartoons.
3: There is a lot of raunchy cartoons. A lot, a lot, a lot. lot.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, Please leave a review, like, subscribe, download, tell your friends. Follow us on social media. We're Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Get down on our YouTube page, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. You can see awesome clips of each episode all compiled so you can just watch and enjoy yourself. We'll see you same bad time, same bad channel. Busted makes me feel good. That's so 2021.
1: That's so 2021.
0: Yeah. 20- <laughs> <laughs>